listen, fuckhead. Fuck, you know, yeah, you, you, you can do whatever you want to do. You can put me on mute. You can turn the goddamn channel for all I care. What the fuck are you doing? And you're listening to us now. So obviously you hit the fucking you switch night, asshole. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal Grumble. I'm your host, Graham, and sitting in the corner to my left, since we've been in Dublin this week, he is our own Irish legendary hero, it's Dan. How are you doing, Dan? All right. And sitting in the corner to my right. Fuck off. <laughs> Gosh. This better not be a leprechaun joke. <laughs> I was just going to... No. Oh, okay, that's all It right. is now. I'll carry on. I was going to say, okay, our own demon king. Oh, Daryl, but no, little leprechaun Daryl. <laughs> Top of the morning to you, Daryl. How's right. it going? I'm alright, mate. Are you part of real IRA? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just wearing this balaclava for facial right. heat. Just wondered. Have you recovered? Uh, just about, yeah. Although, <laughs> I imagine what you're going to edit into the start of this, it probably suggests I haven't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm alive. I'm alive and but well. I've got to use something off it because we can't use the video. No, you can't use the video, no, definitely not. Basically, we put some up his arse. Well, we've got the audio from it. I thought you weren't going to tell people about that. I thought you weren't going to to tell Dan about that. Well, you know, that's not half, dinner. You might get jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a good week we've had. What a bad week of television we've had. What truly average TV shows they were this week. We didn't really miss much, did we? No. No. no, I've not even seen SmackDown, so all this, oh, this is going to be a delight. <laughs> <laughs> I watched all of SmackDown. I actually watched all of Raw and SmackDown, and after each one, I sort of felt like, meh, probably could have done without watching that. Just could have lived without it. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really have a lot. Funny thing. So this week was supposed to be Shelton Benjamin's debut on SmackDown. Right, go on. He's not coming. Why? He's, he's torn. I mean, this it's not that funny when you actually find out the reason for it, but he's torn his rotator cuff. Which could keep him out for about a year. Is that what? Um, Kent, yeah. no, Kent, Hido yeah, Hido Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that. yeah. Have you seen his scar and his skin? Yeah, it's disgusting. Right. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> it looks like it's going to rip. <laughs> what fucking well, surgeon did that, Doctor Nick? It's because it's <laughs> <he had to. laughs> Hi, Hideo. <laughs> Hi, Doctor Nick. Can you fix my shoulder? Well, he did have to have two surgeries, so I'm guessing they cut the same part again. And it looks fucking disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty bad, that scar. So, like so it, who are they going to get instead of Shelton Benjamin? Because fucking Jinder Mahal worked out well, didn't it? <laughs> Where the fuck's he? He was probably on main event or Superstars this week, come on. <laughs> fucking Jinder Mahal. Meanwhile, Heath Slater was still on TV, even though the, the storyline was that Jinder got the contract. He on telly. They should bring somebody back just once every week and say, oh yeah, you've got the contract and then just never use them. <laughs> Don't actually give them a contract. Just bring back every member of like any faction that Heath Slater was in. So yeah. like next week we can have Justin Gabriel, Michael Tarver can come back, they can bring Darren Young back. Uh, Darren Young is back. Well, is he? He's not only back, he's great again. Yeah, we're making him great again. Making. Yeah. Didn't Titus O'Neil point out the obvious that you've got to be great in the first place? Yeah, but Titus O'Neil is homophobic. We've established this. What? Have we? Yeah, he's just homophobic, isn't he? Oh, right, okay. Just because he don't like I thought he was the world's best dad. Well. What if one of his boys is homosexual? Well, he needs to think on, doesn't he, before he's like stigmatising Darren Young. He's not going to get his world's greatest dad award. Well, they'll give it to Kofi Kingston this time. I think you find it's the celebrity mega dad of the year. Anyway. Going back to the topic of Ireland, 
we have the all-conquering Irish hero Finn Balor, who isn't allowed to do live promos anymore. (laughs) (laughs) One week. He's not winning that belt, is he? Oh, he, he probably will. But he's not having a long run with it, is he's he? He's definitely not. Having it. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a one night. Yeah, you know what's good about it though? It shows WWE's kind of learning from the mistakes, which I didn't think was possible anymore. Because with Roman Reigns, the whole thing was they put him in the ring for twenty five minutes when he wasn't comfortable with it. So he went out and bored everyone. And Finn Balor did that one week, and all of a sudden, let's do a pre tape with him that was actually pretty cool. I feel like you're having a go at Roman though, because he uh, he took down your boy Rusev this week, didn't he? You know. That was the first time in a long while where I felt genuinely entertained by Roman. I thought he was great in that segment because he's actually coming across as kind of like, yeah, fuck it. Like he's, you know, stopped shaving the beard as much now and he's just, you know, going and having fun and it shows. (laughs) Are you enjoying Roman Reigns as well now, Daryl? No. Uh, I thought it was going to be a beard thing and you were going to be like, oh, now he's got a full beard. (laughs) I'm not really that arsed about him. Uh, I enjoy him more that he's at US title level now. That's that's quite fun. <laughs> they found his level. Yeah, they just found it. You know, two years too late. Yeah, yeah. He's probably going to win the belt as well. Bless him. He, yeah, he probably will. Yeah. Some slam. Are you are you worried? Eh. Frankly, you shouldn't be because yeah. this means that Rusev's actually facing someone better than who was he facing last time? Zack Ryder. Yeah, he's just been yeah. like beating up you know, shit recently. Yeah, and kicking cans about. They're putting him back at at least a semi-main event level rather yeah. than. Arse end of nowhere, which is what he's been reduced to recently. Plus, also, you know, when Lana went into the cake, how much fucking cake did she get on her face? She got like on her head all the way down to like her hips. Yeah. It's like all over her. Oh, I'd still ravish her though. Well, I'm sure you would with the cake. <laughs> Especially with the cake. Well, sometimes you need lube, you know. <laughs> oh, you're vile. Oh, my vile. Don't even, don't you even fucking try. I'm just because I didn't try, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, there was two bits on SmackDown that I enjoyed. Yeah? Uh, and one of them, I'm really surprised I enjoyed it. One is for the obvious reasons. Uh, the whole thing with Dean Ambrose and Dolph Ziggler, with Bray uh, Wyatt. Yeah. When Bray had Dean for the sister Abigail and Dolph tried to super kick him and he just picked up Dean and put him in the way. And Dolph Ziggler was just shouting at Bray Wyatt, What did you do? What did you do? <laughs> like, it's pretty obvious what he did. He just went, here's his head, and he kicked it off his shoulders. Like, what are you shouting at him for? Well, Bray White's just sat there giggling, like, <laughs> why are you in the main event? <laughs> Bray White actually did do a much better promo than he's done in a long... He hasn't really had a lot of time to do these promos lately, which for a while was probably for the best, because remember he had that period where every week he was doing them, and it was just like... Yeah, shut up now, then, mate. Yeah, he was talking in riddles, and it didn't really make sense. Yeah, whereas now he seems to have actually finally sort of focused his promos a bit more, and it was actually pretty good. I think he came across really well in SmackDown. What was the other thing you really enjoyed in SmackDown? Eva Marie. Yeah, that's great. I really what, like that. It's just actually exactly what you should do with her. It's really perfect. What, just... take a top off? Well, not that. Oh, I didn't mind that. Royal Grumble either. exclusive. <laughs> No, just that her getting out of matches any way she can, so it's just delaying her debut. But then it's the um, the interference she did when Becky Lynch ended up facing Alexa Bliss, and then all of a sudden her music hits, and it's Eva Marie is now ready to compete. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's actually pretty perfect how they're doing it. I did like that. I almost thought they were going to have her come in after the match and have a short match with Becky and pin her as well, and like go, yeah, did it all on my own, mate. Yeah, brilliant. 
I, having not seen SmackDown, did, did did you see much? No, no, it was no. literally like the straps broke while she while the camera panned away from her. The strap, and the funny thing is, when I was watching it, I thought, oh, they're not going to be able to do an, an injury this week. I wonder if they'll have like some kind of wardrobe malfunction. And almost to the second, that's what happened. But yeah, basically the straps broke. You know, she wears that sort of top which straps. Yeah, around. yeah. Um, the, oh yeah, the breasts. Oh yeah. Uh, well, we'll rub them again, Graham. The straps broke, and she had to hold it up, and then the ref called for a towel. Oh, yeah. So, so it's not it's not worth watching, then, is it? But not for those reasons. No. Oh. But you know, like in future cast. <laughs> like eventually, it's going to be like a spinal tap style thing where she does a backstage view and then gets lost on the way to, way to the ring, <laughs> and just all these silly stuff to stop her actually wrestling. And it's perfect because she should never wrestle. Yeah, whatever they do, if they keep this character up, I'm fine with it. As long as they carry on with this thing where she never actually does a wrestling match, that's fine. Or she walks out and she's forgotten a boot. Oh, <laughs> forgot my boots. Or heel? Does she wear heels? I bet whatever heels breaks or something, that'll be the next one. I think if she wrestles in heels, then she's the stupidest person ever. Yeah, but you know, she might come out in heels and then be like, "Oh, yeah. my heel broke." Uh. <laughs> anyway, Ryback's gone. Yeah. And where's he going, Dan? As you suggested several weeks ago, mm-hmm. he is apparently going to New Japan. Yeah. Is he? Oh, that's good. <sighs> Graham, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, this, in this one, we had an argument about what a big name is. I seem to remember yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, apparently he's off to New Japan. Yeah, of course he is. He's the big guy, isn't he? Exactly. Yeah. I don't get what, just the big guy. It's weird. What do you mean? Like, he's big, just going to be called the big guy. He did an interview this week, by the way, where he was talking about... Um, it was like a, I don't know if it was. It was like a Facebook Q and A thing, yeah. And during which he revealed that he's going back to his singlet because he prefers the singlet. It was Vince who made him, yeah, change. He also didn't know how big Batista's dick was. <laughs> yeah, they asked him how big Batista's <laughs> dick because <laughs> of course they did. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, if you tune into Penis Cast next week, um, <laughs> we'll have we'll have an exclusive on that. I told you, Daryl, Penis Cast was banned after the incident. <sighs> Yeah, I'm unsure where he'd fit into New Japan right now. Probably in the main event. Yeah, he'll be around the main event, but I, I don't. He'll really be too too sweet in other gauging is what he'll be doing. Oh, will he? Yeah, you reckon? Yeah, I don't even know if he fit because you have to have like a sense of humor to be in the Bullet Club. Apparently, did you just? Like, well, come on, Ryback doesn't have a sense of humor. Ryback's piss funny. He ripped. He did all CM Punk's intro and <laughs> and sh- in Chicago <laughs> and all his moves. Yeah. Right he, might, he might not be like a, like an amazing wrestler, but I, he probably does have a sense of humour. I think he's pretty fucking funny, yeah. to be fair. Like he, he clearly has a sense of humour in terms of he can he can rip the piss. Yeah, he might end up in like um, Cody Hall, who's not been around much because he got injured. But he might end up in that kind of role for the Bullet Club because Bad Luck Fale is like the shittest enforcer. What? Ever. As like a bag carrier? <laughs> Wasn't that what Cody Hall was? He wasn't even no, a proper member, was he? No, he he was a member. He just he never actually had matches. He'd always be on the outside. Well, because he was shit. Because he yeah, just, he's, he's not still, been trained really. He, is, he's he not. got trained by like his just turned sober dad. Yeah, and <laughs> an MSL off of MLW Radio. <laughs> the fat ginger prick. <laughs> He'll, he'll listen to this because he's, he's a massive like podcast geek. He's a small shit podcast like us, so it's fine. Can tweet I, him. I, I do I think he, he is training at New Japan Dojo, but he's just not had a match in New Japan, right. and he got hurt catching the young bucks off a dive, and he just fuck went off down. catching the young bucks. Yeah, I could catch the young bucks. 
Uh, what? One of them landed like directly on top of his head and jarred his neck. I'm not bothered. You should be able to catch the young. Right, I'm, uh, you know, obviously, I hope he's not dead or out, like, you know. Apparently, he's fat. He is coming back. Are we going to have to re record this podcast? Fucking, <laughs> 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 it better not die, Jesus. It, if his dad dies, we don't have to re record the podcast, do we? No, because I didn't say anything bad. I said no, he's, new, he's newly sober dad, is what I said. That that's, a fine, fine. that's a fact. Because that's, pr- that's. I never more... said that his dad's got a penis that he doesn't have or anything like that. It's fine. He's got what? Penis. Penis that he didn't have. Yeah, because I said that about somebody else, didn't I? That they had a penis and oh, they yeah, didn't have a true, penis, yeah. and we had to re-record because she died. Bloody <laughs> hell! The embargo's been lifted. You said it. Yeah. You lifted the embargo. Don't treat me like a woman. That's what it says. <laughs> oh. Can you tell? Can you tell it's Daryl's week this week on Summerfest? Yeah, I can really tell. As but if it wasn't best week ever. <laughs> Your favourite week. I was going to say something now and I can't remember what it was. Must have been fucking brilliant. Right, I love you. Uh, it definitely was not oh, that. Okay. Will you marry me? No, I've already said that to someone else. Oh. Speaking of which, by the way, uh, this week obviously is Daryl's uh, week for top three SummerSlam matches, but next week is our wedding special. And why is that our wedding special, Daryl? Someone's getting married. Who is it again? Ruth Everlada? No, they've got married, haven't no, they? No, they got married, yeah. So um, their, mar- their wedding wasn't as good as this one's going to be. Okay. Um, I hope Dan, you are you getting married? No. No, I'm not either. It must be you, Graham. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. I guess that'll depend on how many people ask you to book them taxis, Daryl. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> might not turn up. Bitter Royal Grumble exclusive. <laughs> Literally nobody listening to this will get that at all. No, but we do, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Surely that's the whole point. Yeah, I suppose. Why we do it. Right, we're going to talk about Daryl's SummerSlam matches after this. Back. Yeah, trying to say we're back. Well, I'm trying to give him a little thing to edit. It's Summer Fest at the Royal Grumble. Continue. Summer Fest. Summer Fest. Wrestling. Slams. Summer Slams. Are you alright? No. <laughs> He's still recovering. I don't think I ever will recover. Oh, certainly Jesus. not from the shock. It's certainly. It's Daryl's turn. Yeah. But listen. Oh, listen to him. No, fucking having a go in here. Oh, I watched oh, that. Right. Steve Austin said, versus Triple H yeah, versus Mankind. I don't know why I said that. To, like, I know what the matches are because I've watched them now. But leading up to it, it was always that worry, like, what matches is Daryl going to pick? Exactly. But, well, you found you know out. Yeah. Fucking oh. hell. I wish I'd have picked some shit matches now. I, I wish you would have. It'd have been a nice chip. Well, I picked one shit one, but... <laughs> can't, so, can't please everyone, can you? No, no. Anyway, he's having a go. I know. Daryl, first match, please. Um, shall we do it in chronological order? Because I was going to. That's how I've written it. So yeah, because yeah. I was going to do the two Triple H matches last, and I realised it's back to back Triple H. So yeah, yeah. So we'll start with the ladder match, I guess. SummerSlam 1998, the uh, Highway to Hell, which has been dubbed out of the WWE Network version. Oh. Like much like Rolling, which sometimes gets dubbed out, sometimes <laughs> doesn't. They can't be asked to decide which. Intercontinental Championship ladder match. This was rated four and a quarter stars by the Wrestling Observer. It is The Rock. Who was the defending champion going in against Triple H? I quite enjoyed this match. This is the first time I've ever seen this match, but I should, I should I should clarify. I've actually never seen any of these matches all the way through. Even 
HBK against Triple H, which I thought I had, and it turns out I'm just misappropriating memories from one of the wrestling games. You've had the Mandela effect. He's had the Mandela effect. <laughs> oh, I've heard a lot about this this week. <laughs> I haven't had the Mandela yeah. effect. Well, well, just to explain to the listeners, uh, Dad had to share a room with me, and I discovered while I was in the room, I had learned about the Mandela effect. I've been tell- telling him a lot about it. Well, like the way that um, Stone Cold said, Stone Cold Steve Austin says, I just kicked your ass. Yeah, and he didn't say that, did he? No. What did he say? Uh, Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. Yeah. So basically, Mandela effect is a lot of people genuinely believe that Nelson Mandela died in prison in the 1980s and not in 2013. And they believe it so much that they they actually think that um, two timelines have collided. And that's just the result of the timelines colliding. So they've slipped in from a different uh, timeline. SummerSlam 1998 <laughs> were pretty good, weren't it? Uh, uh, Madison Square Garden. week, yay! <laughs> <laughs> this was from Madison Square Garden and all that. And we're... Uh... Quite good. I like MSG. Yeah, you do. You've been, been there, I've you? been twice, mate. Yeah? What for? Uh, once to watch uh, ice hockey. What was the other time? Uh, All of Fame, mate. What'd you wear? Tuxedo, obviously. Of course you did. I'm not a fucking slob. Well, yeah, exactly. We wore shirts. We wore su- shirts. Shirts. We wore suits, didn't we? Yeah, And shoes. Yeah. Then we went KFC, KFC after, didn't we? Yeah, we did, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> Where I gave that man some money or chicken. One of the two. <laughs> and then the other guy chased us through the subway. Yeah, we nearly died. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> Speaking of fun, this match was fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I picked it. Bit weird though, isn't it? Why? How so? There's a couple of things that I thought were really odd about this match, right? And it doesn't really take away from it until towards the end, right? So Triple H comes out with China. Yeah. Rock comes out with Mark Henry. <laughs> yeah. And they just stand there for like 20 minutes until the end where Mark Henry lobs some powder in Triple H's eyes and China chucks the rock off the ladder. And I'm like... Not being funny, guys, but why don't you just do that for to begin with? Yeah, it were a bit weird, but I think that because I think Triple H and Rock wanted to have like an iconic ladder match. I think that's what they set out to do, and having them do that at the start would be a bit like take away from it. I think. So you're saying that Mark Henry giving the old uh, licky uh, licky tongue gesture at China wasn't wasn't <laughs> taken away from the great match? No, because he's sexual chocolate. Obviously, was he sexual chocolate? At this no, point? I don't think no, he was. Not far off though. <laughs> You've skipped past one of the things that I noticed straight away. This is possibly the worst musical performance in WWE history. Uh, I beg to differ. Because they've sang, the th- they've sang the national anthem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the word. That's definitely the word. <laughs> the same artist. Oh. Before you slag him off, he is dead. I don't want to have to re-record this podcast. <laughs> no, that, 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 that means he can't die this week, so we don't have to re-record. It's fine. He's already okay. dead. That's yeah. right. We've established the, that. They're out of time, and it's just... Awful in every way, and Triple H even gets on the mic and sit and like screams Degeneration X at one point. Too. Yeah, and he's, but, he's head banging. In. It's brilliant. Yeah. It is a bit bad that they couldn't do their own song in time. <laughs> <laughs> they wrote it. They performed it. They're called the DX Band. <laughs> <laughs> they had one job. It's not like it's not like when Motorhead went and played and he got the lyrics wrong because he only performed that song. Le- Levy's dead as well, so don't. Yeah, fit. Like, I wasn't going to say anything bad about him, okay, but good. I was actually praising because. He didn't, he didn't play that song live. Why would he ever play that song? So of course he got the lyrics wrong. Whereas this, that's the only thing they're known for. I just realised everybody, everybody who sings Triple H's songs are dead. This year. They died this year as well. <laughs> no, and the guy from Drowning Pool. Remember when uh, Drowning Pool sang his song at WrestleMania 18? But who's, He's dead who's, as well. But who sang them my time? No, no, everyone's who sang them live. Everyone who performed oh, right, them okay, live right, is okay. dead. Chris Warren. Yeah. Warren? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he think sang my Clive time Warren. as well, didn't he? Oh, God, yeah. no. Not Clive Warren. Chris Warren. <laughs> 
Yeah, the drowned pool guy died a few years ago, and then the other two have died this year. Yeah, uh, d- like yeah, they're all dead. Fucking hell! Can, can, you I, sing, can I sing a drowned pool song for you? Guys? Imagine if somebody calls them up and like, "Hey, what's that? Oh, you want us to record Triple H? You want us to perform Triple H's song live? Oh, uh, no, busy, busy, mate. I can't do it." Yeah, I was I was gonna try and sing the drowning pool version of uh, the game. Yeah, where it starts off, try to play the game, and then he goes. <laughs> he didn't know the lyrics either. That's what not. it was when you said he he forgot the lyrics. At first, I thought the drowning pool forgot, guy forgot the <laughs> lyrics, but then I remembered that Lemmy also forgot them to the one he wrote. So all of them are just a bit shit, aren't they? When they perform live, really. <laughs> yeah, but it's all right because they die afterwards, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, nobody performed the rock theme live. I really like the rock theme from back then because it really encapsulates like the sort of attitude era characters where they couldn't even have his theme music without him talking all over it, going, The rock's laying the smack down. Just know yeah. your role and shut your mouth, jabroni. Yeah, because it doesn't start with if you smell what the rock is cook- cooking, does it? No. Not, not in the. If, if it does, it's not in the way like it does now. Oh, no, it's not like it, it does it, now. He just says it rather than him like yeah. d- doing the whole. Elongated, thing. and then I think most of it is the rocks laying the smack down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they just got him to a studio and he's like, How long is this going to take? Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Just... Remember when the rock did a song called Pie? I do, it was brilliant. It was That's glorious. Brammer's favorite song. Don't surprise me. <laughs> no, he likes uh, KSI Lamborghini. No, that's, that's not his favorite. His, it is. Oh. It's a shout out from there. I don't think yeah. he even listens. <laughs> what? Oh. Well, we don't listen to the Wizards of Drivel, so there. <laughs> Boom. We will, though, if you listen to our... Please, Shots fired. Please listen. I listen to it, occasionally. Why? If he's not listening to you, don't listen to his. I don't know. What was, who was the message from? Daryl's oh, got Darryl, a message. Daryl's got a message. He's broken the rule. Daryl, what's the message say? Who's the message from? It's a Facebook notification. What's it say? What's it say? What's it, it says, say? Um, thank you, hope you're okay. And it's... Uh, Who from? Who it's from? Well, my dad's account, but my mum's wrote it What's because somebody's wished her happy birthday. Okay. That's not as interesting. So, Dal got a message off his mum. Yeah. Well, that it's not it. off my mum. Like, yeah. I didn't get a message. It was a notification. Oh. Disappointing. Probably, Yours worth, were cut- yeah. Probably worth cutting. Yours were be- Dan's were better, but only because he, he sort of tried to hide it, which, whereas <laughs> Dal has no shame. Yeah. So, yeah, this match was quite good. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Did anyone notice that JR kept mentioning Shawn Michaels for about the first five, ten minutes. Yeah. Just going, Shawn Michaels' match was a really good ladder match, wasn't it? Shawn Michaels was good at ladder <laughs> matches. Shawn Michaels, Shawn, if you want to come back, mate, like, you know, please. Yeah. Well, please. it might have been more the thing where, like you said, Triple H and Rock really wanted to be this iconic match. So commentators as well are going, let's compare it to the other ladder match that's happened in SummerSlam too. And just try and get that over. Like, Shawn Michaels had this great ladder match. Not Scott Hall, though, because he's with them. Yeah, he had, um, actually, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, they couldn't exactly <laughs> bring up they could have said Razor Ramon, I suppose. But then they already had another Razor Ramon, so <laughs> you, know, you don't want to ruin that Razor. Um, can we have the Wrestle Fashions jingle, please? Wrestle Fashions. Triple H's metallic p- pants are good, weren't they? <laughs> no <laughs> fucking mint. That's why I picked this match. He's got his purple trunk, purple bottoms on. They're good. Because they're shiny. Yeah, shiny purple tights. Shiny purple pleather. Yeah. That's what Daryl's all about, everybody. Loves it. <laughs> Looks silky in a way. In a way, yeah. There's some really good spots in this match. I like the Triple H. I like that Triple H seemed to take it a bit more seriously than they take ladder matches now, in the sense that 
I don't know, things look a little bit more realistic in this match. I think it's just the right balance between Daredevil and, you know, realistic. Like, the, the stuff like in, when The Rock's climbing the ladder instead of in, in the ring, instead of Triple H going up, going around the other side and trying to climb up and punch him off, he just fucking jumps up and smacks him off the ladder. Yeah. Because yeah. why wouldn't you? Uh, there's another thing that he does when he... Yeah, and then after he sort of smacks him off the ladder and he knows that he can't climb up, he boots the ladder out of the ring and then eventually gets up and chucks the rock out of the ring before he gets the ladder back in. And I was yeah. like, that actually makes more sense because then you're going, right, well, I can't get it up, and, up it now, so you, but you can, so fuck that ladder off. Then fuck you out. Then I'll get myself in and up I go. Yeah, it's, it's logic, isn't it? Yeah, whereas now they'd have left the ladder up in the ring, gone outside and had a fight, and then someone would have done a little flip off a corner. Yeah, and they'd have let another ladder up against it and ran up it, and it'd have been that gimmick ladder outside, you know, that one that's made of wood. But it's not made of wood, is it? <laughs> is it that's, not? That, that's solid steel, though. Oh, fuck. Oh, it's fuck. solid steel. <laughs> 20 foot long. <laughs> it only looks like wood because that's how steel looks after it's um, after it's broken. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. I'm not an engineer like you, mate. I won't uh, know Yeah, that. well, I've, I've got a, a degree in WWE engineering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's another bit that he... Yeah, like I say, I think the Mark Henry in China bit was a bit weird. I can't, I, I can't get away from that really because they keep going back to him, and that was the only thing that sort of detracted from this match for me, having never seen it before. Because I was like, plus there's a whole bit where they distract the referee. I'm like, it, it it's a ladder match. What you? Why? I suppose that if he'd have seen him doing anything, he'd have kicked him like out off a of ringside. So then the other person would have a benefit of having someone else on the outside whereas they wouldn't but see that would have in my head it would have made more sense if he'd if say they'd come out and he'd sent them back and then they'd come back out like oh behind the referee's back and done this stuff it's a minor thing yeah i still really enjoyed the match and i actually i i've never as i say i've never seen this match before and i really enjoyed it because it as i say it's very different to a lot of the post jeff hardy ladder matches <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. You do know what I mean by yeah. a post-Jeff Hardy ladder match where there's fucking 20 ladders and they're just lobbing themselves off shit. This is two ladders only because there was one ladder and then someone got another one out from under the ring. Yeah. And all they're doing is just smacking each other with it. And that's probably more to do with the type of workers that Triple H and The Rock are. They're not daredevils, but they do do big spots. Yeah, there were quite a few spots working over the legs as well, weren't they? Yeah. Which is, makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. One of the things I enjoyed going back to the China Mark Henry thing is after China hits the low blow on the rock, the referee is like giving a what for at ringside while the end of the match is happening. And China's just stood there like, what are you going to do about it now? Like, it's it. we're at the finish. <laughs> <laughs> the referee's like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And she just doesn't even pay attention to him. She's just staring like, just making sure he gets up the ladder. That's what I'm doing. But then this match is really cool for the thing that it's kind of a star-making match for the both of them. Because this is just before The Rock goes on to win the title at Survivor Series and like teams up with Vince McMahon. Triple H would he'd have to wait a year after this to get his first title reign, but they were both like a year and a day, the, let's not forget. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're both on the verge of being the next top guys. It's quite interesting to see this match because this was the one that kind of put them both as like top guys having a really great match. I can really see that actually, like watching it in retrospect, you can see yeah. that these and it is interesting as well how the Intercontinental Championship 
a lot of people go, oh, it was the work rate championship. But it wasn't necessarily that. It was the second most important thing in the company. And having The Rock against Triple H, while Stone Cold faces Undertaker in the main event, makes it clear this is the second most important thing in the company. Because yeah. I think it's the second match from the end, even? I don't remember. Yeah. I think it is. Um, and yeah, it's 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 good to have that. It's good to have a power, a strong secondary title that has a good angle built around it, has two two great characters going for it. Yeah. So when people are on about like making Intercontinental Belt great again or whatever, not in a Darren Young way. <laughs> um, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, it's like I don't. Th- I think that they either don't know what they're talking about and just assume that the belt was great for some reason, or they're looking at it through rose-tinted glasses. And it's like what you said, it's because two characters that people are invested in and that they're in a storyline that makes sense and all that shit, rather than it being on the Miz who gets off with Maurice on a table. Yeah. Well, this is during the period where, like, who were the Intercontinental Champions before this? So, like, around 92, 93, it was Bret Hart. After that, it was Shawn Michaels, the guy who held the belt for a long time. Uh, who was in nice? I can't remember exactly who. Oh, like Owen Hart held it, and then Steve Austin held it before he had his world title reign. And then it was The Rock who held it for a long time. I mean, let, let's, let's be fair, though. Dean Douglas held it for a bit. Yeah. As well. So, like, <laughs> it's not always been right, great. How long did he hold it for? Wasn't it like a couple of hours? I think yeah. So, yeah. And it was one of those things where Sean was bored of being champion again and was supposed to job it. At he some lost point. his smile. Now, this was when he got beat up by those guys in a bar, that one. He was injured. Fucking hell. All right, having a go. Just because Brett Hart didn't get to do it first televised ladder match on WWE. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Brett Hart came up with the ladder match. He allegedly. did. He did. I've, I've got something to say about that later when we it, watched it was the SummerSlam match. It was a Calgary Stampede thing. <laughs> Overall then, Daryl, aside from obviously Triple H's very shiny tights, why did you pick this match? Because um, I remembered it from when uh, I was watching wrestling at the time for the purple tights, the yellow ladder, because that's the thing we need to talk about as well. Like, I'm pretty sure the Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon had red ladders for their matches. Didn't one of them have a yellow ladder? No, no. The the WrestleMania had an orange ladder. Orange. That's what um, I'm thinking summer of. Sl- the SummerSlam rematch had a red ladder. This one had a yellow ladder. Can you tell me the color of any other ladder other than black and silver that's been used in the ladder match since? Has there been some blue ladders? No, no, there's not. Because they don't have distinct... See, that's in, in my memory, this is why. Because I've gone, that were, that were cool. Uh, Stardust had a polka dot ladder. Don't count. <laughs> don't count, okay, no, yeah. I've yeah. decided. Because it weren't a one-on-one for the Intercontinental title. And it doesn't fit in with what he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> Goldust probably had a gold ladder at some point as well, but it, it don't count. Yeah, Goldust had a... Oh, shit. Could have said that one. So but, I nearly said Goldust had a polka dot ladder and then I realised that was wrong. But yeah, so it's... Big uh, his big ladder. Yeah, but that was black. That's why I didn't say yeah. that. Uh, racist. So, um, yeah, so like, I remembered it enjoying the match, but it stuck out in my mind for the visuals. So you've got MSG set up where it is, where it's not... Where it's like... They don't have the big entrance, does it? They're like the enter dead opposite hard cam, which is different. Yeah, I always used to look different. I really missed that actually because it's the way it's set up now. It's a bit more like a normal arena, and it 
It takes a little bit away from it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like every arena looks exactly the same now on those shows, unless it's like a massive place. Apart from Leeds Arena. Leeds. Is Leeds Arena different? Yeah, the first director arena, everything's turned towards the stage. Huh. I've never been. I fucking hate Leeds. Yeah, I've never been either. I fucking hate Leeds. I hate the place, the people and the football team in that order. Well, the people in the football team are going to be just down the road in like See, I'd, a week. I'd put, I'd put the football team at the top. Yeah. Then the people, because they always talk about how great Leeds is. Then the city, because even though the city isn't very isn't great, it's made much worse by the people saying how good it is. Okay. So, Leeds cast. Yeah, fuck Leeds. <laughs> Actually, no, it's just penis cast. <laughs> oh, I see Come at me, there. Leeds people. <laughs> what are you going to do? Like it, mate. And I, I also liked uh, the... I remember the feud leading up to this as well, which was the if you watched the video package before, yeah, it's um the racist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why is it racist? Uh, somebody might have blacked up. It's fine though. It's fine. <laughs> was it only Axe Pack who blacked up? Because well, Road Dog well, just like yeah, kind of just, yeah, ro- it, it, yeah. Road Dog were more brown than black, but it, <laughs> it's fine. It's all right. So Attitude error, military style, didn't he? he? Just like scuffed up his face a little bit, whereas yeah, whereas X Pac just went full on brown face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Rock! <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> Even then, how did they think? Like it was fine. There's probably a lot of drugs involved. Back in my day, there were no such word as racism," said Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Topical. Ooh. Is it? Yeah, he said that all the day. Did yeah, he? it wouldn't surprise yeah. me. He, he, he said something, so I've just seen people pissed off at him. Because he, anyway. su- he supports uh, Donald Trump. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, so he said that all the day. He was, in that, he was in that film where he had, he had to pretend to hate Koreans. Do you think he didn't have to pretend? <laughs> He's a method actor, so... Yeah, it sounds about right. He talked to an empty chair for 20 minutes at the Republican <laughs> convention a few years ago. Yeah, he did, that didn't he? That was brilliant. I'd forgotten that, actually. <laughs> the fucking mad case. Should we move on? Yeah, why not? SummerSlam 1999, we're back there. The best match from that show. (laughs) (laughs) According to the Wrestling Observer. And us. Test versus Shane McMahon. This is the love her or leave her Granite Street fight. Rated three and a half stars by the Wrestling Observer. Yeah, so the the reason I picked this match, I'm glad you asked, is because when we did the week that Dan picked his matches... Shane did a run-in, I believe, during the Triple H match, and he had the shirt on that says, I just passed the test. Yeah. And I was like, I should pick that match. Of course <laughs> I should. So you reminded me about that, or I, I would have totally forgot about it. Now, Dan, we're going to need an update here, because I need to know for sure. Is, uh, is, oh, what's the question I'm trying to think of here? What's the question I'm trying to think of, Daryl? Uh, is it something about test? It might be, yeah. Is you, um, know his, his, you want to know his mortality, don't you? Yeah, uh, something along those lines. It's, it's a question of that. Ah, oh, got it. Is that is test still dead? As of the 29th of July, yes. Updated. They've updated the Twitter. Yeah, they've updated it. Updated. We've brought that back. Yay! Is test still dead? Is Tess still dead? Yeah. Yep. Twitter.com slash yep. is Tess still dead? Also, Twitter.com slash Royal Grumble Pod. Just tweet us and tell us whether or not Tess is still dead. So, did he just put yes? Is that all the put? Yep. Good. Okay, cool. Stick with what you know. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so this match, I, again, I remembered the angle quite vividly. Um, I, 
and I don't know if it was obvious at the time, but and I know it it happens a bit. It happens quite a bit later, but I didn't know that somebody else was gonna actually end up marrying Stephanie. Joe, after all this happened, yeah, like because I, I was probably like nine when this was happening. I just assumed that well, Tess and Stephanie they're together, so like this sticks out of my head because I think it was like the first big swerve that I can remember happening later on when Triple H actually marries Stephanie in the uh, drive-through thing. Is that later this year then? Because like I wasn't watching it this time, so. Um, was it obvious in retrospect? Or? Uh, I don't know. No, um, I'm trying to remember what happens. So basically, yeah. the, the, they're having a wed- they, they organise the wedding, like, I, I and the that. wedding's on Raw, and they all lead up to it, and it's all nicey-nicey, and then, because Shane's now accepted Tess, because Tess yeah. beat him in the match, so it's all nicey-nicey, and then um, Triple H comes out and interrupts it, and says, like, uh, she, she went on a hen party, or whatever um, yeah. Americans call it, and... He basically drugged her in marriage. <laughs> the women's revolution. <laughs> That's right, everyone. Just in case those of you who've been watching Raw haven't been watching Raw for 15 years, just remember the authority, the loving married couple of Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, their wedding was under the influence of drugs. It was Vegas, date rape. Vegas, <laughs> oh. Although wasn't it later revealed that she, she were all right with it to begin with? She yeah, because... She then turned on Vince, didn't she? Yeah. So I don't know if like I don't know if that bit of it she was actually drugged because there's footage of her being drugged in the car. So I don't know if she was actually drugged or they faked that bit. It's it's an attitude error angle where they sort of like they've got like loophole like loopholes and stuff that you don't know what's happened and well, do we believe that now and blah and all that shit, but fuck it. <laughs> but it's it the yeah. precursor for next week. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, are we are we doing that as part of the wedding <laughs> angle? Well, it's it. We, we we're going to decide on a few. We'll probably decide on one each, I reckon. All right, okay, that's good. Because because then because we, we're all going to have to watch three, then aren't yeah, we? So that's that, fine. Yeah, the three seems to be the magic number. I can't wait yeah. for my nuptials already. <laughs> <laughs> um, this match was really good. It was more of the um, like talking about the ladder match. What we've just talked about. This was definitely more of a daredevil match because of how Shane is. He's not yeah. going to wrestle a like match full of logic and psychology is just going to do big stunts who needs who needs logic and psychology when you've got the mean street posse yeah exactly rodney <laughs> pete gas the other one joke oh, yeah, i know what he's called <laughs> you of all people yeah, of course i do you've got the t-shirt <laughs> I, I only remembered pete gas just because he was on the agent christian show how can you not remember how can you not remember, I rodney? remember the names rodney was the one that mick foley went off on in his book and that's mick foley calling someone scruffy <laughs> <laughs> This is your match up. Yeah, no, I was just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see how long I can remain silent for. Um, yeah, so the um, the the big spot in this match, I'm quite disappointed with it. Really? Yeah, because it was just like an elbow drop from the ring to the table, weren't it? Was that not like one of the first times they'd done that, though? It probably was, and at the time it was probably, oh, this is fucking mint. But because I've seen Shane like, Get lobbed off the top of Hell in a Cell, like. Well, one year from... later, he chucked him. Well, he gets chucked off the Titan Tron by Steve Blackman, doesn't he? Yeah. Then Tess like puts him over this um, camera crane and lifts him. Oh, no, is that a different... that's is that, the guess, big, big show, show match okay. where he jumps off himself. Yeah. Because this is the thing you were saying just then about um, Tess eventually gets accepted by Shane. After a while, they sort of just drop the Stephanie thing completely, and 
test is just Shane's mate. Yeah. <laughs> like by black by backlash in two thousand and one. And actually the entire invasion angle in two thousand and one. Test is just Shane's mate. Yeah, like they're not? mates now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Lover or leaver. Even if you leave it, it's fine. Just be my friend. Here's the thing. You said that Shane was wearing that shirt that said I passed the test. Yeah. He loses this match. Yeah, I know, but he had the shirt on throughout the match, didn't he? Yeah, he wore it first. Oh. It was, it, you know what Shane's gimmick was back then? He would he would have his own custom made baseball shirt oh, yeah. that had some message about his match. So like the big show one he had, which way did he go? <laughs> the which way did he go? Uh the <laughs> The, the oh, X the way, power. I, sorry to interrupt, but I went back and watched that uh, the draft where yeah. he said his race. That was brilliant. <laughs> the X Pack one he had the old DX like football jersey, not baseball yeah. jersey, and he put X Punk across it. I think he gets the Rocky one that said the Croc. The WrestleMania X7 one, he had um, Houston, we have a problem on the back. Which, funny thing about that is, the WrestleMania poster and DVD and VHS all had Houston, we had a problem on it, which was never mentioned on any WWF programming, never mentioned anywhere except for on the back of Shane's shirt. (laughs) I think afterwards, somebody went, you know, this would be a good, this would be a good slogan because we're, why? Well, we're in Houston. Oh, knock it up then. Get it on the DVD. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Test does a little elbow drop as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's his that's his finishing move. Back then, yeah. Before they just went fuck it. He, the only move he can do is the big boot. <laughs> just get him to do the big boot a lot. There is a really, there's a few really fun spots in this, like with the the Mean Street Posse handing Shane a photo of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which he uses as a weapon against Test. Smacks it over his head. That's brilliant. I like that they've got a settee in, yeah. the, in the crowd. And at no point, any of the commentators have gone, why is there a fucking settee? <laughs> Before then? Yeah. Yeah, because JR has a go and he's like, oh, yeah, what, what are you saying, King? They definitely were always going to be out here. They brought their own settee. And it's like, well, don't point it out. You missed the fact there was a settee there to begin with. JR. Yeah. Um. So... <laughs> I, I realised we discovered other day, Graham, or the week that you're more of a new fan, so it might not be a fair question. But Dan, did you think Test was going to be a big star at the time? But he was positioned that way, weren't he? Yeah, like, I'm trying. I can't really remember going back, but it seemed like he was being positioned with the McMahon's and everything. Yeah, so, like logic would probably make me think at the time. Yeah, he's going to be a star. Yeah, because if I think if we said that to you, Graham, you'd laugh. Well, no, because the funny thing is, when you wa- when I watch this match, right, I get what you mean, but when I watch this match, at the end of it, right, Tess wins. Spoilers, Tess wins. Doesn't marry Stephanie, but that's not his fault. And there's a proper massive, like, when Shane is nearly pinning him, when the Mean Street Posse are having a go at him and all sorts, when he, whenever he kicks out, there's a proper massive pop for it. Now, admittedly, Attitude Era, everyone was getting good reactions. Yeah. But... Else at the end when he's hugging Stephanie, there's a massive cheer for that. They fucking yeah. love him. Yeah. And I know a lot of people have said, I think about a year and a bit later, there was that Survivor Series where Big Show ended up in the main event or something. And some people have said they expected Tess to be involved in that again, because that was sort of, there was some angle with Tess and Triple H and they never really resolved it. Or I don't remember that. But... Or maybe it wasn't a year later. No, it was, it no, it was this. this year. It was... 1999 because it was Survivor Series Rock against Triple H against Austin and Austin got run over okay yeah I had a fucked neck and they put Big Show in the match 
But I know people who have said they expected Tess to be in the match because it wasn't long before that that Triple H had basically nicked his wife and, yeah. like, done a rape. <laughs> I mean, did he actually do the rape? Did he say? Did he say she yeah, was yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. He talks about consummating the marriage. Oh, right. Okay, that's fine. Well, it's not fine that he did the rape, but women's revolution. <laughs> The lover or leaver, basically, Steffi, you don't have a choice. If I win, then you, you then you can't be with Test. But if I lose, then you've got to be with him. <laughs> Women's Revolution. Well, Test's his little mate now. Well, he's dead now, but Test yeah. was his mate. Oh yeah, all fine. Everything you got some mates out of it. Yeah, the Three Stooges, not the Three Stooges. No. The Sto- they're not. There's not three of them. The Stooges arrive in this match. <laughs> yeah. Great. Which I totally forgot that happened. <laughs> I, I, all your favourite people, isn't it? The Stooges. Well, like as they're leaving as well, one of the Mean Street posses laying on the floor near the ramp and Gerald Briscoe just stamps on him and steps over him. <laughs> you would though, wouldn't he? Because yeah. they're green as fuck and they're just Shane's mates. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how. That's literally how the three of them got in, isn't it? Two of them are Shane's mates. One of them was a bloke that they brought in because he could do wrestling. Yeah, I think Joey Abs is the one that they brought in. Yeah. The other two were literally... Because, like, Mick Foley talks about in his book how, first of all, he, he already talks about he hates Rodney or whatever because Rodney looks like a right fucking scruff. And then he talks about, like, they're saying, oh, we, we we know we've not paid our dues, so could you hit us in the head with a chair? And he was like, yeah, I'm fucking glad to. And he absolutely <laughs> fucking waffled them all. And, good guy, Mick Foley. Yeah. Nice bloke, yeah. All these books, by the way, just to, again, digress off topic, all these books... Started off, his first few books were like talking about shagging and fancying wrestlers, and then his second book was like, "Oh, China, China used to look like like a dominatrix, and we had a relationship, and it turns out the relationship was actually just him getting hit in the balls by China." But he, it's his book, and he's counting it. And then, like his third book, he's like, "Everyone's a wonderful person. All the women are such wonderful people." And now he won't Melina shut up about it. My on, best friend won't shut up about it on Facebook now. What are we doing that, Mick Foley? Special. Oh, God. Because it was only today, but he didn't pick Rick Flair and Mick Foley. <laughs> <laughs> Thank fuck for that. I don't want to go and watch that again. As hilarious as some of the responses would have been from it. Oh, I don't want to put myself through it. So, anything else to say about the test and Shane McMahon, lover or leave a street fight? <laughs> Greenwich street fight. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we've covered that. Brilliant. Now, we move on to what a lot of people consider the best match in SummerSlam history. Really? Yes, oh, genuinely, right. a lot oh, of people right. do, and we'll come back to that in a little while. But this is the unsanctioned fight between Shawn Michaels and Triple H from SummerSlam 2002. Yep. Rated four and a quarter stars by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. And, Daryl, this was your final pick. Yeah, so as we all know, I'm gay for Shawn Michaels. Yep. We established that last week or week before. Mm-hmm. Um, he not wrestled since WrestleMania 14 in 1998. Uh, he'd come back. Well, he'd done a match at his little training school, I think, but um, he'd not done a WWE match since then. I'm pretty sure the match that he did at his training school was only like a street fight as was well. Oh, okay, I think it was like a bit of a. I don't think he even did did any bumps. Right. Okay. Um, I just wanted to establish though that I'm a massive Shawn Michaels fan, and I don't want anyone tweeting going, "Oh, well, actually, he had a match." <laughs> no fucking cunts. Um, Please tweet us, by the way. Don't if you're gonna if you're gonna say shit like that. Well, do it. <laughs> I don't manage the Twitter anyway, so do what you want. We'll send it to him um, in the s- post. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Yeah, so I want um, I picked this one because like again, I had a memory of this one being like really excited for the match when it happened because you know I I didn't really know why he retired and all that stuff because I weren't really into like sort of like the backstage. I suppose like in two thousand two, I was mate, I was starting to like reading stuff more, but I was, it was probably like a year or two later that I really started getting into like um, learning more about what what really happens backstage and things like that. Um, so. I weren't aware that he were a massive druggie. And I just thought he'd hurt his back. <laughs> but, um, cause it, I don't know if you know, but they, they did want him to come back. I know his WrestleMania 17 or 18. No, it was 17. I had a note about this. In fact, I've listened to the observer a bit from back then. They had a different radio show. It was, it was like pretty much the opposite of what it is now in the sense that Meltzer used to host it and he used to have Alvarez as a guest. Okay. And he talks a few times because it's during the time that WCW was going down. Yeah, and he talks each week. He's like, Shawn, Mike- Shawn Michaels is coming back. Uh, he's due to date- come back at SmackDown, and basically, it turns out that Shawn's too fucked up on drugs, so yeah. he doesn't come back. Yeah, but I, I had turned- actually mentioned to meant to mention that this match was supposed to happen at WrestleMania 17. Yeah, so he turned up um, to a few tapings, and apparently Triple H like had a massive fucking falling out with him because he were like turned up like unfit to work basically um but that's from i'm sure i read that in Shawn michael's book i think probably um, yeah. his first book i've not read his second one because apparently it's a bit bible-y mm. i'm not a fan of god just think if tna have existed at that time Shawn michaels would have been like the kurt angle of before kurt angle went there yeah but he's got an hard-on for vince hasn't he yeah like I don't think he would. I don't think he would have worked if you've for watched anybody. Watched in '97 Raw because w- reciprocated. WCW existed then. Oh yeah, 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 that, yeah. That makes sense. WCW existed. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that um, it was still under contract to WWF anyway. Vince yeah. kept him under contract, so he probably wouldn't have been able to go. Um, but yeah, so they. Oh, he's doing the commissioner stuff and other things yeah. like that. He was appeared sporadically. Uh, and Sean he? did try and get out his contract once in '97, and Vince just flat out refused. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's why I picked the match. And obviously I remembered it being a good match. Yeah. And it was the first of many Triple H or Shawn Michaels matches. <laughs> they did have a lot, but this one was good. And no. I, think it's, I think it's been a fair distance between the last one we've ever seen and this one that it's all right to go back and watch N- one. Not only did they have a lot, but they were all really long. They were epic. Were they... <laughs> I think they thought they were epic. Yeah, they were Wasn't epic. that one that was like three stages of hell? Three stages of hell, yeah. God, yeah. how long was that? They had the last man standing match. I was watching by this point yeah. as well, and I remember how fucking long and they the, were. And then the WrestleMania headline match at 20. Yeah, that's yeah. right, where they faced each other for the, for the title. Yeah. That were a good one, that. It was. Yeah. Shame neither of them won. Double DQ, in a way. <laughs> Invisible Man. <laughs> Let's go back to this match. Yeah, so the way this match was built up was Shawn Michaels had come back and he was in the NWO for a bit. And two weeks. Well, yeah, and he but he was he was on about recruiting Triple H to the NWO because I think it was around the time Triple H had come back from injury, I think, or or he'd come back and he'd won, already won the undisputed title and then he, I think he'd dropped it since then because he only held it for a month. Basically, the storyline as I remember it was, yeah, he won the undisputed title at WrestleMania. Then the same night that Hogan was over as fuck, so they basically handed it to Hogan at Backlash. (laughs) 
Which, by the way, that match is hilarious. Like, I'm really confused how they convinced Triple H to do that job. I think, to be honest, it was a case of Vince saying we've got to go with the momentum. Yeah. And Triple H, for as much as you know, he does like to politic and stuff, and he clearly gets into that a bit more, he's probably not at the point at this point where he can go, no, I'm not doing it. You, just you know went, what I mean? This is still yes, relatively early. They've only been together for a couple of years, three years, whatever. Yeah. And he's still maybe thinking, yeah, okay. Like, if I give this one up now, I'll have 12 title reigns later, so it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why he politics so much, so much afterwards, is like just getting back at the big yellow bastard. Big orange bastard, even. Orange, orange is a combination of red and yellow, so. Yeah. It's Hulk Hogan's birthday today, or the date we're recording. Oh. Did you know that? We're not saying happy birthday to him, though. Why? Racist. So. But it's his birthday. Not our fault. But it's his birthday. No. But. No. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy birthday, <laughs> Hulk. Happy birthday, Hulk. Don't have sex with any of our girlfriends and film it. What? That's what he did to Bubble or Sponge. He, uh, just, just, oh. for, just, for the, just for the record, he didn't film it. Uh, somebody somebody, else, somebody else filmed it. Yeah. Uh, while while I, I have seen the video and I've seen Hulk Hogan's penis, <laughs> penis, penis cast. cast. <laughs> Jesus, did Hulk Hogan ever come to One PW? I do not owe you money. There you are. I'm just getting both of your catchphrases in now, so Thanks. you can carry on with the match. Yeah, we don't even got to the match. Yet. We're talking about the build up to the well, match. Well, I, I want to talk a bit about the build up to the match, yeah. but I'll let you talk about it first. Um, I don't even know where we are. Where well, I was we? telling you that because, as far as I remember, basically Triple H lost the undisputed title. Yeah, and he had the choice to go to Raw or SmackDown because he didn't get drafted originally. Yeah. And Stephanie was trying to pull for him and then Sean, and obviously Eric Bischoff, and it seemed like he might go to SmackDown, Better the Devil You Know, all that, and then Shawn Michaels convinced him to go to Raw. Yeah, so th- there was a thing about him trying to get recruited to NWO, and I don't know if that was ever going to happen because they then dropped the NWO quite quickly when Scott Hall got fired and Nash tore his quad and they were left with Booker T. Big Show and X Pack. No, Shawn Michaels kicked Booker T out. Did he? Okay, yeah, so that was food. the first thing Shawn Michaels did when were... Shawn Michaels joined the NWO. He kicked him out. But I think it was a bit like I'm sure there was a bit of a thing where Triple H was like, Shawn, I'm I'm, I'm flattered, but I'm not going to join the NWO. And Shawn was like, No, that's not what I've got in mind. Yeah. So then they did a D- DX reunion yep. for about ten minutes, if that. Yep. So they did the full entrance in DX t-shirts. Um, they're doing the in-ring intro and then Triple H pedigreed him. Yep. Um, and then, I don't know how many weeks later, but some mystery attacker attacked Shawn Michaels in the car park and well, put him through a... Someone put a hole through a window and then Shawn Michaels put ketchup on his face. That's what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. Right, so anyway, in the storyline, Shawn Michaels got yeah. hit into a window because that's the storyline. Damn. <laughs> Clever dick. <laughs> Yeah, so that happened, and then and Triple H were like, oh, who, who, who did that? Oh, well, What I'll, the fuck was I'll, this about, right? I'll find who it I were. was watching this at the time, because I was in America whilst it was going on, oh, right? To America. In America. Yeah, to America. And, because um, I didn't have Sky. Yeah. So, it was a big deal for me, not only to be able to watch Raw, but watch Raw live. So, you went, you went on holiday and watched TV as it happened? Yeah, of course I did, yeah. Ooh, Everyone ooh. else was like downstairs spending family time. I was like, fucking Raw's on USA, it's fine. Here ooh. we go. Watch Triple H against the Rock. Would you watch Lost as it happened? Well, Lost isn't live. Okay, that's fine then. Just, just check in. Stupid question. But anyway, they had this whole angle with like Triple H, because Triple H comes into the ring the next week and he's like, 
hey, uh, I had to kick Sean to the curb because I'm really good. And then the cameraman goes, what? Triple H, something's up. And he's like, oh, what's your problem? And then, oh, no, someone's attacked Sean. I'll find out who's attacked Sean. I was like, well, it was you. Yeah. I know it was you now. And then they spent two more weeks with like, oh, trying to find out, oh, they've got the footage. And Sean was like, it was you, Triple well, yeah, H. I was well, like, of course it was yeah, fucking but, him. Do you remember the reveal of the footage? So um, Triple H is in the ring and Shawn Michaels is on the big screen because he's at WWF New York, which is now Hard Rock Cafe, by the way. Um, I've been. <laughs> it was delightful. Um, and he uh, he says, oh yeah, I've got, I've got my tech guys to um, clean up the footage. So it's this grainy camera footage and then all of a sudden it just digitises and digitises and then it becomes like really crystal, well not HD because they won't have it, but as crystal clear as they could get. And it's like, what? camera fucking equipment are you using that's really it's really grainy and then you can like upgrade it and it becomes like fucking standard definition it's movie cameras where when you zoom in it becomes clearer not like more blurred <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and plus it he didn't even need to digitise it that far because he's wearing his own fucking t-shirt yeah he's also wearing the triple H t-shirt <laughs> with a massive triple H logo on it I wonder the who reaches did it. from his nipples down to his dick <laughs> does it yeah alright I asked him okay he's measured <laughs> Penis cast. Ah. <laughs> Said it myself. Um, so yeah, so that's how the match comes to be. But I think that whoever the general manager says they can't have the match because Shawn Michaels got a dodgy back. Bishop basically says, I won't sanction this match. Yeah. So it's going to be an unsanctioned fight. Yeah. With a referee. Yeah. Who gets involved. But let's yeah, that's that. that's my negative about the match. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so um, come with the rest of fashion jingle. Wrestler fashion. So Shawn Michaels comes down to the ring in his jeans and a in cowboy boots, which is like a million times better than his fucking shitty brown <laughs> elimination chamber attire. Don't forget, he also has the weird chaps yeah, over the jeans. Yeah, he's got the chaps on over the jeans, which is a fucking mint look. Yeah, and then he takes them off. Well, yeah, he's got jeans on. Yeah, I remember the only reason that annoyed me was on the SmackDown game that came out that year. Shawn Michaels was on it and he had two separate attires and you had to really work to get the other Shawn Michaels attire and it turned out because the first one was him in the NWO yep. in jeans and the other one was him in a vest in jeans <laughs> I was like that's not a different attire that's the same thing in different colours I wanted his little red and yeah, he, had, he had a little bible quote on his vest yeah he did yeah I actually looked up what it was what, what, uh, what was forgotten. it okay. go on Phil okay um, Triple H don't have any interesting clothes on Dan no, he's he said his, he said his trunks, yeah. He didn't even dress for a street fight, did he? No, but they don't always do, do they? Yeah, no, it's just like, that's a classic. I, I'm guessing Shawn Michaels did it because I'm pretty sure that he weren't meant to have another match or yeah, he, he said he weren't going to have another match, didn't he, or something? It's been a Lloyd's London type gimmick. Yeah, maybe. But Philippians 4.13, I can do all this through him who gives. Is that the same one John Jones has tattooed on him? Fuck John Jones. He has a quote from that book. Well, as must well. be a, must be a druggy thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can do all things through he who gives me heroin, <laughs> allegedly. Anyway, um, so they have a bit of a scrap. Um, it's it's a good match. Right. Does anybody want to say anything about the match? Yeah, I. I it's a really strange match to watch in retrospect because, like, knowing what we know now, Sean. Like came back and had a fantastic career, arguably a better career after he came back than before. Yeah, but at the time, everyone thought Sean was completely fucked, 
Yeah. And that really plays into the match. So I imagine someone go- going back and watching it would be like, well, what the fuck is going on here? Like he's, but knowing the context at the time, you can really see the emotion that's built into the match. Yeah. Well, the one spot that made me realize that was the nip up. Yeah. So he, he does, uh, did you see this down? He does the nip up. Yeah. And like the crowd go fucking mental. And that's because they've been told, well, he's broke his back. His yeah. back's broke. He can't. You can't do out. His fucking back's broke. And Bischoff's gone. Well, you can't have a match because your back's broke. I think on that on-screen back. thing that we were talking about with Triple H, he even says, "Because like Triple H is like, what the fuck are you going to do about it? You can't even wrestle, mate." And he says, "No, I can't. You're right, but I can have a fight with you. Yeah, and I still want to fight you at SummerSlam." Well, that was one of the, like the story of the match on Shawn Michaels' part was he starts off the match just brawling, but then as his confidence comes in, it's, the old Shawn Michaels starts to come back until eventually he's doing. All the big like daredevils, like showstopper stuff. Yeah, but it's it was a really cool part of this uh, match for me was just seeing that like him go from brawling to doing the kip up and like doing the top rope moves and even eventually going for the switching music and which he doesn't actually get in this match. As far as I he definitely doesn't finish the match with it. No, he doesn't. He hits it into the chair at one yeah. point, but he doesn't finish it with the right. So do we want to talk about Earl Hebner now? Yeah, we might as well. I don't know why Al Hevner was so involved in this match that was supposed to be unsanctioned. Is it? He's but he's just a fucking cunt, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he just is, though. Like, and I don't care if he was scripted to do this or what, but he just likes to get himself over. Yeah, he does. Yeah, like no other referee do I notice other than him. Certainly not in the same way. Yeah, like like you'll notice a referee, but like it's just the way Afro he'd... from one PW. Exactly. Yeah, people. I, I don't know anybody, um, <laughs> but like. Like when a ref- wrestler pushes him, he pushes him back, and that yeah. pisses me off. So I'm like, the, the second he breathes on you, you've got to fall over and basically play dead for 10 minutes while everybody runs in. But you're going to push him back? Look at si- Triple H yeah. is nearly double the size of him. Yeah, Earl Ebner's a prick. Yeah, I mean, it's, he is a prick. But even in this match, like, that's an extra level of prickery because surely the whole point of this match is Ref can't get involved. It's not yeah. like for a start. I shouldn't really have a ref, but even if we ignore that, that's fine. Okay, let's accept that someone had to be there to call it ended. Yeah, right. But other than that, the referee shouldn't be involved. He should be like, "This isn't sanctioned. I'm just here to end this match." Yeah. Was it part of the thing where was it the next year when they ended up doing like Earl versus Triple H or something? Because if he fucks over Triple H and fast counts him because Triple H just abuses him continuously. Against Jericho on that episode of Raw. It was a couple of years before this. So oh yeah, that happened. That yeah, that happened like way before. Yeah. That was like ninety nine though. Yeah, that was that was ninety nine or two thousand. That yeah. was what they did to keep Jericho in the company. Ah, they were like Jericho, you'll definitely get a title reign. This is this sort of counts as a title reign. You'll definitely get it back very soon. So it's like leftovers from that, but still, Earl Edner should be fucking going down dead whenever Triple H touches him. Yeah, it's also the second match that we watched, by the way, that features Triple H both baseball sliding a ladder. <laughs> Just, just thought I'd mention that. It's his okay. ladder spot. Yeah. yeah. In fact, in fact, I'm pretty sure in one of the matches, it the sound commentary, the WWF is the only place you'll see somebody baseball slide a ladder. It's the '98 one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is twice. <laughs> Four years apart. Yeah. The ending was good. It was. Yeah. Well, well. Did you not think it fell a little bit flat because he didn't finish with a switch in music? I did, but I guess when you look at the the idea that they were going, first of all, you could argue it's even more humiliating for Triple H that he got actually held down and pinned yeah. by Shawn Michaels, who supposedly has this you know spacker back. 
uh, <laughs> official term. <laughs> that was what he said. That's yeah. what he told me. That's what God told me he told me. Oh, yeah. But also, it, it, it gives you the chance to lead into something else. Now, there's an argument as to whether or not they knew they were going to lead into something else at this point. But there's also a high chance that Sean was like, oh, this is my last match ever. And the rest of them are going, yeah, all right, Sean, your last <laughs> match ever, yeah? Do you want to do another match? What's that? You said yes. What a surprise. <laughs> So I like I, I get why you might say it's anticlimactic, but it does also play into it a bit in the sense that Sean doesn't just knock him down completely; he humiliates him by pinning him. Yeah. And then right at the end, when he gets smashed in back with sledgehammer, that moment, weren't it? Yeah, he actually uses the sledgehammer by swinging it. Yeah. When was the time I, I had it in my head that he broke broke the sledgehammer? Does that another time, or is it it's, like it's the Mandela effect? Yeah, oh, yeah, I had Mandela it. Or oh, was it on the video game where the sledgehammer breaks? Might be on the like mind. you had the same thing. Might be on the game. Yeah, I remember the sledgehammer breaking. But it doesn't, obviously, but it's still look brutal as fuck. Yeah. in the eighties. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not in twenty thirteen. No, no. Uh, the but the I don't remember. The, I think they're sure there have been other times, but I don't remember any other time Triple H swinging the sledgehammer like you would sling a mm. swing a sledgehammer. Other than this, usually he does the old, you know, yeah, covers the end, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Which is all right. I can get along. I can get on board with that if, if he's like, this is more devastating. Fine, okay. I I know it's not, but okay. Yeah. But for this, he really does fucking swing it. Probably a rubber sledgehammer. Yeah, but probably. But it don't matter. Don't, don't matter. It looks like he. Yeah. As you say, the storyline was Sean's fucked. Yeah. So for someone to smash him in the back with a sledgehammer. Yeah. Which would would have been all right. Like, say if Shawn Michaels were never going to wrestle again, then Triple H is lost. Uh, Triple H then cracks him in back and he don't wrestle again because Triple H ended his career so it, it sort of, they sort of cover their own back there really do you reckon even amongst mates when Sean was saying he'd come back and Triple H was like yeah and then I can beat you <laughs> yeah no 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 yeah. I'm Shawn Michaels I don't lay down for anyone <laughs> so I want to ask right, very quickly and I don't know we might need to do some editing here because this might take longer to sort out then okay I need. Um, I want to ask. I want you both. We'll all do it. I want you to pick one match from the six matches the other person chose. So I don't remember what the fuck this is what. Yeah, chose. this is. Oh, don't worry. That's okay. fine. I've got you covered. So, Dan, mm-hmm. your matches were Bret Hart against British Bulldog, Austin versus Mankind, which is versus Triple H, and CM Punk against Jeff Hardy. My matches were. He can't remember his own matches. <laughs> what were his matches? I don't remember him either. Kurt Angle against Steve Austin from 2001. John Cena against Dan Bryan. Dan Bryan. Dan Bryan. Best mate's Dan Bryan. Dan Bryan. Big D Bryan. In my fave five. <laughs> Daniel Bryan from 2013. And Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker from last year. Daryl, we've just had your three matches, which, of course, were The Rock versus Triple H, Test versus Shane McMahon, yeah. and Triple H against Shawn Michaels. They were, correct. So, well, Dan. So what, we, what are we doing here? Right, I want pick you to... favourite from the ones Pick your favourite from the pick. six okay, that the right. other person okay. chose. So just, so. just pick one favourite out of the six. Pick one favourite out of okay. the six. Yeah, that's right. I'd probably go with the Triple H-Shawn Michaels match. Like just thinking about the six matches, I I really enjoyed this match. It was really great. The story was good. I'd definitely pick that. Daryl, what would you go with? 
I'm torn between Punk and Jeff Hardy or Austin and Angle. And I'm probably going to pick Austin and Angle just for pure nostalgia purposes over the other one. Well, I'm going to go with Dan. And I'm going to say Triple H against Shawn Michaels. So it seems somehow fitting that in this nine match schedule that we've have had... I, have I won? <sighs> I, didn't know, I didn't know there was going to be a prize at the end of this. What have, what have I won, guys? You've won my special no prize. Oh, yeah. You've won yeah. the fact that we've kept this going on so long, we're dragging out you getting back to your missus. Okay. For the, for the good times. She's doing pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> the Royal Grumble's best match of SummerSlam of all time or ever, 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 ever is <laughs> Triple H versus Shawn Michaels from 2002's SummerSlam unsanctioned match. And it's not even a proper match. <laughs> it's not even officially sanctioned. There you go. Daryl. Yes. What are you doing this weekend? Um, I want to surprise my mum. She's going Blackpool. Um, so I want to surprise oh, I'm not bothered about that. What oh, else are you going to do this oh, oh, right, I'm going to meet Big Van Vader. Yes. <laughs> It's time, it's time, it's Daryl Invader time. It will have happened by the time this podcast comes out. I can't yeah. wait for you all to see Daryl with Vader. It'll be on the website, I'll, I'll post it with the yeah. episode. It will it's, be, so go to royalgrumble.weebly.com. Hashtag like a thumb. <laughs> Let's make Please. that a thing. Let's try and make that a thing, hashtag like a thumb. Yeah, on the website, you've written your uh, first round roundup of the... Uh, Cruiserweight Classic. Classic, yes I have, yep, the second round's underway, but I've written my write-up of the first round, I'll be... Doing that again in four weeks when I've got round to it when the second round is finished. But yeah, that's on the website. Uh, so as again, royalgrumble.weebly.com. You can find it on there. Of course, you can find our podcast on royalgrumble.podbean.com. Don't forget to find us on Twitter as well. Royal Grum- at royalgrumblepod on Twitter. I want to get my plugs in too on the website. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> do it, do it, do it I wasn't now. even going to plug my own, but don't worry, you've do it, done it. Do it now. Uh, the G1... No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not really going to do that guy <laughs> the G1 what, does the, D, what does the G stand for in G1 gay <laughs> <laughs> anyway I help it. I uh, the G1 will be the final will be on as this episode goes out um, the, on there will be full roundups of both blocks and then a full write up of the final as well by Sunday evening so go check those out as well as Graham's article on the Cruiserweight Classic royalgrumble.podbean.com and royalgrumble.weebly.com that's where the articles are and you can find us on Twitter as I said at royalgrumblepod you can find us on Facebook facebook.com slash royalgrumble and royalgrumblepod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email that is it say goodbye Daryl goodbye Daryl say goodbye Dan bye we're out of here <laughs>